Start the clocks, Mumbrella 360 begins in four weeks. Get ready to attend the biggest media and marketing event of the year. Get access to five content stages and 14 masterclass sessions, along with multiple networking opportunities with professionals from advertising, media, communications, and health agencies and organizations. There's no time to waste. Grab your tickets at mumbrella.com.au forward slash mumbrella360. Welcome back to the Mumbrella Cast Can Edition. I'm Callum Jaspin, and today we bring you an on-the-ground snapshot of this year's Can Lions Festival of Creativity, as the industry's biggest global event returns for the first time in three years. A bit of a different format for this episode. We're going to offer up an array of the talent and content over here this week, with the year's best work intersecting with global players in marketing and tech, all vying for the eyeballs of their colleagues, with others using the week to make big announcements. Today, you'll hear from Dentsu, Snap, Reddit, TikTok, Vladimir Zelensky, Gary V, and Yahoo in the next 40 minutes, catching you up on what is top of people's agendas. I'll have to warn you now, the audio may be a bit sketchy this week as it's all been on the go, but hopefully the content takes front and center and you still enjoy what we have to offer. Kicking things off then, the week started with Dentsu Global CEO and new global CCO Fred Levron unveiling Dentsu Creative on stage at the event here, ditching all the legacy creative and PR brands to form one singular integrated network. Locally, this sees Dentsu McGarry Bowen, Haystack and BWM Isobar all sunsetted, but to tell you a little bit more about the reason behind it, here is Fred himself and ANZ Dentsu Creative CEO Kirsty Muddle. So we are, we're here on the Dentsu Beach Club with uh, Global Chief Creative Officer Fred Levron. Hello. And Australian Dentsu Creative CEO Kirsty Muddle. Hello. <laughs> uh, recently announced rebrand consolidation Dentsu Creative. Fred, what better setting than to announce such a big move than the International Festival of Creativity and the first one for three years? Right. I mean, Ken Lyons has always been a big part of my life in my career and something so important for us as a creative community. We're launching Dentsu Creative, a unique global creative network for Dentsu, connected to media and CX. We're all about, I am all about, the most modern creative outcome in this industry for our clients. So, for me, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Launching during Ken Lines 2022, after two years not being here, it's a blessing. You spoke about in your presentation with um, your global CEO, Wendy Clark, the other day about how Dentsu is sort of positioned and doesn't have the weight of some of the other holding companies and you're kind of in the unique position where you can do this. Can you explain that a little bit more? Well, think about it. We've all been working in one of those, one of the five holding companies out there, right? I've been working at Ogilvy for 11 years. And I loved it. And I still have so many great friends over there. I've been working at FCB, at IPG. All those companies, they've been shaped and designed 50 years ago, 70 years ago, a century ago, when building brands and connecting with people was a very different game. And since then, how much did it change? And those companies, built amazing businesses that are very siloed and 
when Wendy and myself we say we don't we don't have that legacy it's true and we see it as an opportunity because now we can build something that is relevant not for 70 years back but for today and for the, the years and the hopefully the decades to come so that's that's the opportunity we're grabbing and um, Kirsty we were speaking just before about the fact that I think Fred said you were his first hire uh, you, you, st- you were hired very shortly after Fred started at Dentsu in, in November what, was was there sort of a pitch then I guess this new opportunity what, what was that about that kind of sold you and what are you kind of looking forward to moving forward with this new consolidated brand well at that point in time I, I wasn't fully aware where we were going but I certainly aligned with Fred and his passion and the, and the idea that the one thing for Dentsu was have really strong media capability and our history is anchored in that we have huge successes in CXM and now is the time for creative and creativity being not necessarily a vertical but our product uniting all of the service lines and Fred it's it's obviously it's a, it's a fantastic kind of um, prospect and an idea to put forward how do you how do you go forward and actually putting that into market and bringing things together to I guess take Dentsu Creative to market well we ask ourselves a question that I always dream to answer. If you had to create a brand new global creative network, you or mm-hmm. one of us in the industry, if you had that chance yeah. to do that in 2022, how would you organize the company? What would you want to be known for? What kind of creative product would you want to create? What kind of offers? What kind of services? What kind of culture would you want to create? And so I've been answering with so many people at Dentsu this question for the last seven months I've been at Dentsu. And so what you see today with Dentsu Creative from the new identity to the way we talk about modern creativity, the, the way we talk about horizontal creativity, which is something that we want to own at Dentsu, connecting creativity with everything in the company. All of that is the answer to the way we go to, to market for our clients. And Kirsty, how do you think it's sort of been received this week? You, you've obviously got there's this beach club with Dentsu Creative. It's, it must have been part of the plan. Uh, how has it sort of been, I guess, in the lead up to this and how has it kind of been executed in your opinion? I think, I think to your earlier question, we, this is much more than a, a logo change. With the, the effort that's gone in from Fred and the global team in making sure that we have the right artefacts to deliver this into market, we're living and breathing it. Day one of Dentsu Creative, our entire office has changed, changed in Australia. So New Zealand, Auckland, Sydney, Melbourne are all now Dentsu Creative. We're using Dentsu Creative briefs. Um, we've united around one single culture and it's happened, but we were prepared. Well, um, brilliant. I appreciate you both taking the time and uh, yeah, best of luck. Looking forward to seeing what it looks like in a year's time. See you soon. <laughs> Next up, one of the first major themes that stood out this week has been a focus on the ongoing war in Ukraine. During a session entitled Creativity Under Bombs, President Volodymyr Zelensky delivered a guest address to a packed auditorium. Here's a quick grab from his powerful message to this year's attendees. I'm sure that you will do a lot more to promote Ukrainian bravery. Your campaigns and your work will make our fight for freedom legendary. Because we are fighting not only for our own freedom, but for the freedom 
of the entire democratic world, for all of those who cannot even imagine the extent of tyranny and censorship that exists in Russia. Now you can bring peace to Europe simply by applying your professional qualities. I believe that the power of human creativity is greater than the power of nuclear state that is stuck in the past. Speak of Ukraine. Don't let the world switch to something else. The world must remember that Ukraine is fighting for freedom. This fight must end in our victory as soon as possible. Your every success will mean saving thousands of lives. Thank you. Glory to Ukraine. Moving on across the promenade, the beachfront is littered with the world's biggest tech and social media platforms. Here is Australia GM for TikTok. Brett Armstrong tell you a little bit more about what the rocket ship app is up to this year at the festival. So we're here in the uh, the TikTok penthouse with GM of Australian TikTok, Brett Armstrong. How are you doing? Doing really well, Callan. Great to meet you. Thanks for doing the interview today. Um. So I, it's funny, one of the, the stories that I was told last night was that um, three years ago, some of the TikTok guys were here in Cannes and they were walking down the promenade and they couldn't get into any of the events and the, the big kind of tents and stuff. And now TikTok's one of the kind of headline brands. What, 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 how's that process been? And is this year the sort of big coming out for TikTok? Yeah, look, the, the world wants to engage with the platform. I can't believe how often I hear, even even this week, we had Ryan Reynolds just across the road talking about a number of things, but one thing he talked around was how engaging TikTok is. He loves it, he can't get enough. And so the, the thing that I love the most, it's not us talking about how effective and amazing this platform is, it's all these communities that are on it. So for me, um, I was pretty excited to bring the team over. The theme this year is, this is your moment. And so, speaking to the industry and looking at that theme of this is your moment the other thing that came through is this opportunity for creative to, to it needs to speed up there's so much impact and opportunity in this industry to, to do big things and creativity is going to be key to that so this is your moment was the, the theme and when i think about australia one thing that we've always seen you would have seen this count every year when aussies show up to this this festival they do well there's so many amazing talented australians that win awards so one in particular i love is the the young lions um, australia winners that we we worked with so we sponsored that award and just to step back one thing that's really important to us at tiktok australia new zealand is our uh, engagement with indigenous communities so we've worked hard to get a reconciliation action plan in place and so this was a good opportunity for do something really intentional around that and these two amazing humans so we had uh, we had Jackson Elliott and Will Campion from MNC Saatchi came up with a an idea to uh, create the most expensive house in Redfern and that house was the Redfern Community Center and the idea was to get people to buy a, a part of that that facility and ultimately all that money that would come in would make it really valuable and that funding would go back into the community and so community is key here and this is what the thing that i think tiktok brings is the ability for communities to connect and drive you know not just business impact but social impact as well and 
And those guys, they've come on now to win a global award. Uh, so Australia just continues to win and we're just grateful to be a part of this amazing festival to celebrate the amazing accomplishments the industry are doing. And, and really, you know, the other thing is being here, just listening to our partners. There is so much um, we can do beyond this week and uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, Ryan Reynolds then. He kind of in his talk this morning um, across the road at the Palais spoke about how he'll look down and however many years will go by until you look back up and you've kind of just been immersed in TikTok. Um, where do you sort of see creativity going on the app? And I, I guess, you know, it's come such a long way in the very short history of the app so far. What's the sort of next step? This is the thing that I'm most excited about. And there's, there's a couple of angles here. Creators are a huge part of our lifeblood. And this is, and, and in fact, it goes back to something I talk around in the whole shift of entertainment. And if we look, you and I, a long time ago, if we were, we were watching television, we would have come home 7.30, our show would have been put on the screen. And it was kind of implied that we would be expected to be there to consume that. Now, as we know, as, as we've moved forward, the expectations of people have gone up significantly and we saw streaming and on-demand content. That was the big next shift for people to be able to consume entertainment when they want and, and how they want to. But this is the third one. And this for me is where we're seeing this expectation for consumers and people to co-create that content and value exchange. And so what we're seeing is real people in real communities are creating all this amazing entertainment that is then being consumed all over the world. So it's what my point is here, it's not a production company coming up with the idea. It's just you and me yeah. and all our friends coming up with all these ideas. So where is it going to go? It's going to continue to evolve. We know back, you know, a few years ago when, as you said, we were trying to, we couldn't get a meeting. There was a lot more emphasis around music and dancing. But if you look at the breadth and the, the depth of the content on TikTok today, you've got food talk, beauty talk, edgy talk. There is so many different categories of content. So it's, it's just going to continue to evolve. And so Ryan Reynolds is not going to slow down and not be excited as he goes forward. It's, it's big. So I guess, um, I guess next year will we see a TikTok can line awards category or how, how's that going to look? There is not many categories where there isn't TikTok involved yeah. this year. And I think that's a real testament to this thing we talked around with speed. These The creators that are here and are winning award are tapped into the opportunity to adapt. And so it's been crazy. Almost every category, as I said, there's been TikTok involvement. Um, I am so excited being here this week. So one thing I'm excited about is just you, you look, you, you know this, you look at some of the, the humans and individuals who sat in, whether it's in their homes, some in the office, but they've been working at God knows what time for many weeks and months to put some of this content out to the world. It's hard work. Uh, and so for, for me to be able to watch these people have this moment to get the award and celebrate that success has been, been amazing. But now, probably more so, what I'm really excited about is the conversations I'm having this week um, with our partners 
around how they're going to get up on stage next year. And so they're already thinking, what do we do? And so I can tell you there is already a few conversations with some of my colleagues in the creative space that are, that are ready to roll. And I expect that it will be no different next year. And yeah, we're just here. We're a platform that enables these ideas to go out into the world. So we want to make sure we've given them everything they can do to, to get those awards on stage. Well, Brett, thanks for joining me. And I'm looking forward to seeing, I guess, how different the company looks in one year's time. Great to be here. Thanks for the time. Next, a quick grab from VaynerMedia and VaynerX boss Gary V from his panel session yesterday with Paris Hilton. Here, Gary talks a little bit about the hype and high series surrounding NFTs and why now might it be the time for marketers to invest in the new Web3 technology. When I, when I invested early on at Uber, when I was a huge advocate of, in eBay early in the late 90s, it had a common thread, which is, oh, this is going to be good for both. This is going to be good for the seller, this is going to be good for the buyer. This is going to be good. When you build a two-way marketplace, I think NFTs have a chance to be an incredibly beneficial thing for both parties in the scenario that I just laid out, and in that scenario, three parties. And I think once people get over the headlines and the hyperbole, the greed on this side and the cynicism based on one headline they read on this side, once we get to that mature state, this will become a profound platform of creativity and, and business and brand and nonprofit opportunities. And so I'm really excited about it. I, I understand why there's confusion, hyperbole, cynicism. That's what always happens when there's massive technology shifts. It happened with the internet. I don't have to remind this room what everybody thought about Twitter and social media in 2006, 7, 8. We completely underestimated. In 15 years, social media went from this is the stupidest shit, who cares, to we need to control this because it can tear down democracy. That's how powerful it was, right? It went from who cares if I'm eating a pizza on Twitter to we need to regulate these things. It can upset our entire 8 billion person population. Same thing's gonna happen here with NFTs. Right now everyone's like, this is stupid. Who cares if a turtle has a cigar up its ass? How can that be worth forty thousand dollars? I get that, that makes sense. But in fifteen years we're gonna understand that every person in the world will interact with NFTs because we're gonna go from collectability with a hint of utility to where this is really going. Utility with a hint of collectability. And that's when a lot of these creative minds will come in and really do substantial work and creativity on the platform. Right, it's the collectability that attracts people. The community, the It's the first, it's the first yeah, thing. for sure. It's right, the, the first thing on Instagram was photography, right? The first thing on TikTok was young teenage, you know, uh, dancing, right? The first thing on MySpace was music. The first thing on Facebook was college kids. Facebook today is grandparents, right? So. We're, we're caught up in what happened first. What happened first with NFTs is collectability. That's fine. Sneakers and sports cards and, and paintings are collectible. It is 0.01% of what the technology of NFT blockchain is. And the next decade, most people will understand that. I agree. When people resist this, I said, well, you resisted buying things online, remember? And now you order an Uber and you get into a stranger's car. <laughs> we didn't want to buy Do you know how many people here said they would never get an iPhone because they needed to touch the fucking buttons on the Blackberry? <laughs> right. 
So I mean, this is just the start of it. And when I was at Nike, my North America P&L was $2 billion in revenue. I couldn't, when people returned product, we couldn't check that back into the warehouse because it was the size of a football field. If you could put a little chip in the shoe, the same technology as Apple Pay, now you can authenticate the shoe, whether you're a Nike or whether you're a buyer. If you buy it at Foot Locker or on StockX or Goat, one of the resellers, you know it's real. As a brand, you can track who owns the shoe, especially in resale markets. You know the true market pricing at any given point, especially when shoes are 5 or 10x the price. But the consumer is in control of that. And a brand can look in a wallet, it's a bunch of strings of numbers and letters. We don't know who owns that. But if they can see this wallet has 30 pairs of rare Jordans, well, I don't know who they are, but maybe I can airdrop something and start a relationship. It's the consumer. Or they can build a website where they say, if you check in your wallet to this website, X will happen. But people understand, again, the biggest thing I'd like to leave this talk with, given the quality of the audience, is before you decide something, something, have you actually done 50 hours of actual homework? Right? And by the way, both sides. I watch people go pro NFT and invest in things with no education. That's why they lost their money. But this industry specifically gets real fancy on itself too fast and is very good at saying no to new scaled technology, which is unfortunate because it's the brilliant creative minds in this room that tend to know what to do with it. We just get a little fancy. I mean, even the location of our biggest event is fucking fancy. And it's hard to get to. It's <laughs> fucking fancy outside. It's very fancy. And so we, we get a little fancy and we say no too fast. I just hope people say maybe after this talk and do their work. And if it's no after 10 or 15 hours of homework for you, then that's amazing. That's you. You're allowed. But to say no off of one or two headlines or one conversation with some friend who you just take their opinion always keeps you away from the biggest opportunity. And I think that's a mistake. Staying on new technologies, you're now going to hear from APAC GM at Snap, Catherine Carter, as the platform delivered its AR activation this week alongside Vogue and some of the globe's biggest upmarket retail brands, taking a step in a new direction for retail commerce. Catherine Carter, General Manager of Snap APAC here with us. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you very much. Great to be here. So... You have this, uh, I guess, activation here. It's a collaboration between Snap and Vogue focusing around uh, AR technology. I think a good place to start would be maybe telling us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. We've been really privileged to partner with British Vogue and six uh, pretty incredible designers. So everyone from Dior through to Balenciaga and Gucci and Versace um, who have commissioned these pretty extraordinary uh, outfits and then reinterpreted what they would look like through augmented reality. Um, so people at Cannes have the opportunity to walk through and see um, the outfits come to life uh, and see the different designers' uh, vision in each of the, the six different rooms. And what was the thinking behind using Cannes as sort of the launching pad for this collaboration? Well, I think, you know, at its very heart, the, the Festival of Creativity obviously provides a platform for us to really demonstrate and, and stretch the capabilities from an augmented reality perspective. Um, you know, we're continuing to invest at scale in 
retail um, and how augmented reality can be used specifically around e-commerce and, and certainly allowing people to, to try on products. Um, so it can, why not let them try on couture? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting kind of moving further into this retail space. Um, I forget who it was the other day, but they were basically saying that the, the physical shop is more just of a showroom these days because people are increasingly buying uh, everything online. Is this, I guess, a direction that Snap is going to really be doubling down on in the future? And can we sort of see um, more sort of integrations with those high-end brands and also maybe some of those more accessible brands? Yeah, absolutely. I think that COVID certainly demonstrated the power of being able to try on a product virtually when you weren't able to physically go into a store. Um, And we saw some really successful collaborations where you could try on a different shade of lipstick or try on a different pair of sneakers Um, and what's also really powerful from a retail perspective is you can then also purchase it Mm -hmm. Um, so within the the very same opportunity you're able to you know experience it share it get points of view from your friend and and also purchase it which is incredibly compelling from a retail perspective they get the opportunity to you know promote their products, um, you know, reduce things like returns, um, allow people to try on products virtually and, mm-hmm. and kind of have that sense of confidence before they purchase. Um, and we see the the continued, I guess, adoption of that as a new form of a retail experience, a retail experience only continuing to, to grow and, and accelerate. Yeah, so, do, I mean, is this is this the future of commerce? Is it the future of retail advertising? And I guess how, how wide will this kind of technology be accessible? Well, I wouldn't like to predict the future. <laughs> um, I would say that it's here um, in terms of the accessibility. Uh, you know, we are seeing an extraordinary amount of momentum behind augmented reality, um, both in terms of the the usage, um, but also the adoption across a number of different brands. So, to to your point around high end, through to you know direct to consumer businesses, everyone is is really appreciating the application um, and I think also increasingly understanding that if they're wanting to connect with Gen Z's and Millennials that having augmented reality is a really important facet of that connection as well. Well uh, Catherine thank you very much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. Now Yahoo's Paul Sigalov and Rachel Page join the podcast to discuss how the company has repositioned itself as a forward-thinking platform for the future and how it has done so as one of the few legacy brands still representing itself here this week. Okay, so we are here on the uh, the Yahoo beach with uh, Rachel Page and Paul Sigaloff of Yahoo. Welcome to you both. It's great to be here, Cal. Thank you, Callum. So um, as we kind of, as I've sort of been doing with a few of these chats so far as we're out here in Cannes, which is the, the Festival of Creativity, um, you've obviously got your own setup here. I'd be interested to know what um, Yahoo's sort of looking to get from the week and why you are here. Oh, well, first up, it's great to see you and look at this amazing purple setting. We're here on Yahoo Beach lapping up the, the sunshine from Cairns. And um, look, we're here, we're all about people, we're all about partnerships, and we're all about our performance. And there's a lot that we're doing here to engage all of those things. And it's just brilliant to be here in real life with our customers. Uh, it's great as well to be inviting a number of our partners to this amazing space. Uh, to talk a little bit about what we're doing and how we're innovating 
uh, and ultimately all of this is about driving better performance for you know our advertisers and all of our customers and um we, we've sort of been speaking before now about, I guess, the, some of the different trends this week, and we spoke about, you know, the, the I guess, the big focus on things like Web three and the metaverse. Um, what's sort of been the process for Yahoo, sort of shifting the focus of what the brand actually does, and then, I guess, in turn, conveying that to your partners who are going to be visiting your site here this week. Yeah, we uh, we talk about sort of culture and code, which is, I guess. Um, quite unique in the space so we do more than one thing and we have our amazing tech which distributes our uh, the messages to the millions but in terms of um, you know culture and, and and how we sort of do that we're also we have an amazing uh, team in Yahoo Creative Studios um, and they focus on Web3 and we've done some amazing work and events and so forth lately really investing in you know Web3, Meta and how we make that real for clients but not only making it real, um, it's how you distribute that and get you know you get that sort of um, uh, extension of um, through our tech. So we've done some amazing events. Most recently, at Vivid in Sydney, um, we've done, we've you know worked with a number of clients in terms of Meta. So I think it's about um, being able to innovate, but then distribute that out at the same time. Do you think that um, I guess the the notion of creativity has sort of shifted over the past I guess however many years I mean we're, this is the first time I'm kind of running three years and we're as the I guess the discussion has been this week that all of these big brands and companies on the beach maybe are the, a lot of the new players has um I guess things like you know the metaverse and sort of those innovative kind of strands that you're looking at has it changed what people actually perceive as I guess the basic word of creativity now I think it provides a great platform for innovation and you know depending upon different uses and, and where people are at um, there's a wonderful chance for people to kind of do that test and learn and you know look at the open web and think about how they can engage people that are there in their millions in the metaverse and what are some of the ways that they can you know do that but then using te- our tech and our platforms to really make sure that that's distributed and amplified to the masses and and still delivering really good ROI and so I think we're all here to to celebrate that creativity and understand some of the great case studies that are that are being you know spoken about and, and heralded and awarded and uh, it's, it's, it's a great time and certainly as a trusted advisor to a lot of brands um, we're very much in that space as Rach said and we're excited about the journey that we're on and, and what we do with them. And uh, sorry Rach. No I was just going to say and you can't underestimate the, the connection of people in environments like this so getting to actually um, get back face to face with people globally so your colleagues your clients that sort of thing um it, you know it's been been magical and and you know it brings ideas out we share ideas rather than sitting on screens and you know trying to make the universe work we're here doing it on the ground which is amazing and um yeah just finally i guess outside of the the kind of work side of things there's obviously an entertainment factor to this week is there anything you're looking forward to in particular oh 100 well i think there's two things i mean tomorrow's a big day in the office um, but really the culmination of all of that is we've got Fatboy Slim uh, actually on this very platform who will be spinning <laughs> uh, spinning us some seriously good tunes and uh, we'll all be appreciating that as well as uh, Ivan Markman, our CBO, who's I think the warm-up act so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun He's DJing himself He's DJing yeah. himself and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun um, just to see a lot of friendly faces and yeah. Yeah, enjoy some great music 
Yeah, it's a, it's a marathon, I think, coming here. And after a few years, we have to be sort of calm, fit to uh, to go the pace. But, and it's, it's, it's crazy, it's, it's frantic, but it's also magical. So you've got to pinch yourself and be so fortunate that you're you know, lucky to be in this place with, um, with all these amazing people. But I'm looking forward to Fat Boyston as well. And our Australian Day at Lagarite tomorrow will be a highlight as yeah. well. Get the Aussies together. Yeah. Well, lovely to catch you both for the, uh, well, not just here, but for the podcast as well. Thanks, Cal. Thanks, Look forward Cal. to seeing you soon. Finally, the world's biggest community forum, Reddit, has placed itself front and centre outside the Palais this week. You'll now hear from global CMO Roxy Young about how, what Reddit can offer marketers and how the platform is shifting the dial. Okay, so we are here in the Reddit Explorers Club in the most air-conditioned room in the whole of the Cannes Lions Festival. And uh, in front of me, I have Reddit's Chief Marketing Officer, Rock, uh, Officer Roxy Young, welcome. Hello, great to be chatting with you today. So, uh, as I mentioned there, we are um, in this lovely big activation center, and this is Reddit's first year kind of hosting, and you've got prime real estate here. <laughs> Could you just, um, first of all, take us through, I guess, the, uh, the, I guess, planned outcomes for Reddit and why you're here? Yeah, absolutely. So, Reddit has been coming to Cannes for several years. Uh, we started our advertising uh, platform uh, in 2018, and so for the last few years, we've been coming we've been having meetings, we've been learning from brands and agencies. And this year was the first year where um, we decided to invite people into our custom space called the Reddit Explorers Club on the ground floor. Um, we brought Reddit to life in so many different ways. And so all of the weird and wonderful experiences that people have on Reddit, you can also walk through and experience them for yourselves in real life. And it brings um, Reddit into um, three-dimensional tactile experience uh, and then upstairs we are having a series of conversations about things that are important about diversity about inclusion about privacy um, and so we're really excited to just bring our brand to life and to have meaningful and important conversations about how we can help brands and, and advertisers meet their business objectives by connecting with communities on Reddit. Yeah, so I think uh, from my experience as a, I'm a Reddit user, um, I kind of, you know, would first of all think about Reddit as being a community platform just for, for forums basically. But um, you mentioned they're talking to brands and agencies. How, how does Reddit, I guess, facilitate that relationship connecting the users, the several million, hundred million users on Reddit to yeah. brands and platforms and like I guess what is the advertising that is that is on Reddit? Yeah, so um, advertising on Reddit um, is really impactful for brands. On Reddit, um, people are very intentional about the communities that they're visiting and the actions that they're taking. So if they're in the market for an electric vehicle, they're in a community about electric vehicles and they're very engaged and they're very lean. In. And this is a great example of how um, a brand can connect with those passionate people to drive business outcomes. And so on Reddit, 
you're targeting people based on their interest, whether that be um, electric vehicles or cosmetics or parenting. You're finding those relevant audiences based on the communities they visit that are aligned with your brand's uh, product or, or service. And Reddit is an incredibly trusted place. This isn't uh, a place where influencers are out there trying to convince you to buy something. Uh, real people are having real conversations in communities on Reddit. And when brands are a part of it, it's going to drive business outcomes. It's interesting, I guess, compared to, you know, we're, we're on the beach here and you see just about every sort of social media tech platform in the world has got their own real estate. I guess Reddit differentiates in a way where there there's a sense of anonymity and you can't really build a personal platform off that. Do you think that's a, a benefit for marketers or is it does it is it a hindrance because there is that anonymity attached to it? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we think it's an asset. Uh, we are designed for privacy and in light of everything that's going on um, with all the recent changes that either have happened with Apple or will be coming up with, with Google, um, we've never required that people share their personal information on Reddit. And what that means is that people are honest, they're authentic, they trust the conversations, and we've been able to build a successful um, advertising business, driving meaningful outcomes for brands and advertisers, because Reddit is a trusted place where people are coming to find real people having real conversations about the things that matter to them. Uh, we were just having a discussion about somebody coming to Reddit to identify the best vacuum cleaner. And this isn't because an influencer is telling them. This is somebody saying, what is the best vacuum cleaner? These are the things I needed to do. This is the price range. Um, and that's an amazing place for a brand to be. Um, and it doesn't require uh, personal information or somebody being paid to, to talk about that product. Yeah, I've certainly uh, used Reddit as a as a resource very many times to find, uh, I guess, the answer to it's. I guess it's you know, it's as you say, the value of just trusting people who have nothing to gain. Um, I guess just finally, Roxy, what, on a personal level, you mentioned you've been on a few panels this week. You're going to probably be doing a few more and speaking to lots of people this week. Have you found? Are there any points of difference with what you're bringing discussion-wise to maybe some of the other panel members from other platforms so far this week? Yeah, you know, I think some of the things that we're talking about is that you can reach people's passions in a privacy-forward way on Reddit, and that's just been such a key topic for, for marketers. We're entering this cookie-less world where the things that we used to rely on as marketers in terms of how we would target and find our audiences are evolving and changing, and so the perspective that Reddit has always had, which is that privacy is a right. We have to find a way to build our business and our advertising solution um, in a way that respects users' privacy and drives business outcomes. And the fact that we've been able um, to do that has been you know, a really interesting um, perspective that we've been able to bring this year. Well, uh, Roxy, so great to meet you and lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic to meet you today. And that's about it for this week. For all the awards and shortlists, um, please check out our website, mumbrella.com.au. And you can also go on there for some of the other content we've been getting out this week. Thanks for listening and thanks to all the guests this week. And we'll see you next week.